today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. But the thing is, is as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you must continue to have a heart to learn and to be taught because here's the fact, we do not know it all. In fact, we need Jesus every single day to pour into us and teach us because we don't know. And it's easy to come to our own thoughts and our own conclusions, but God tells us in His Word not to rest on our own understanding, but trust in the Lord. And so we need to trust in God's teaching. We must have that humble heart and receive God's words. The Bible tells us to trust God and to not depend on our own understanding. As Pastor Eric will be sharing, it's important to remember that God is all-knowing and that it is imperative that we trust Him to guide us and not to be like the Pharisees who relied on their own knowledge and were condemned by Jesus. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part two of his message entitled, Qualities of a Disciple, part one. Where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the tenth hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And so here in this section, we see a heart of they wanted to be taught. Teach us, right? Jesus is walking, and these guys heard John the Baptist speak, saying, Behold the Lamb of God. And these guys say, I'm going to start following Jesus. And so so they're following, right? Jesus. And so Jesus turns. It's like, what do you guys want? What do you seek? And the response that the two men gave was, Rabbi. Rabbi. Which means teacher. Teacher. Where are you staying? And so Jesus then says, come and see, come and find out. So the two disciples came and saw where Jesus was going and where he stayed, and they remained with him for the day and for the evening. Because all this took place about the fourth hour, or the tenth hour. And the tenth hour in the Jewish time frame is about four o'clock p.m. So they went and they spent time with Jesus. Now we also learn that one of the disciples' names was Andrew. He was the brother of Peter. And we all know who Peter is, right? Okay, this is his brother, Andrew. So Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. Now he is following Jesus Christ. Notice that the other disciple's name wasn't given. But I truly believe that it was probably John, the one who was writing the gospel. Because if you look, and we will see in our study through the book of John, that John never wrote his name in there. He will always say the beloved one, or the one who Jesus loved. So I truly believe that this would have been John. But it doesn't say that, so you can come to your own conclusion. That's just my conclusion. So they came, they followed And they saw where Jesus was remaining. Now Jesus turned and saw these guys following him. I mean, if somebody was following you, wouldn't you stop and say, what do you want? Well, what were they seeking, you guys? They were seeking truth. They were seeking God to teach them, Jesus to teach them. Because why would they even follow this man? Well, because of what was said by John the Baptist. Behold, the Lamb of God. And so if you're hearing those words, it drove them to go find out who the Lamb of God was. And instantly they wanted to be taught by Jesus. So they spent the day with him. So the next quality of a disciple is that they are teachable. 
Because you remember, as Jesus says, what do you seek? Their response is rabbi. And rabbi means teacher. They wanted to be taught by Jesus. Are you teachable? Really, are you teachable? Do you have a teachable spirit? Who does God teach? God teaches those who are humble. Those who are humble and seeking the Lord. These guys were humble, weren't they? 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And many times we can get this idea that we can read all these Christian books, we can be all knowledgeable, we can listen to all these sermons on the radio, and we can be filled with knowledge. And then we want to just portray that knowledge to all those who are around us. But the thing is, is as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you must continue to have a heart to learn and to be taught. Because here's the fact. We do not know it all. In fact, we need Jesus every single day to pour into us and teach us. Because we don't know. And it's easy to come to our own thoughts and our own conclusions. But God tells us in his word not to rest on our own understanding, but trust in the Lord. And so we need to trust in God's teaching. We must have that humble heart and receive God's words. We need him to teach us. And God teaches those who are humble, not those who are prideful, because those who are prideful think that they know it all. A disciple is humble. Well, how does God teach? Well, God teaches through his word. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. How does God teach us? Through the word of God. When we're reading the word, God is teaching us his ways. And God wants us to learn. Did you know that? That God wants you to learn about him? Because he spoke... Through Peter, the Holy Spirit gave Peter this to write in 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. God wants you to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus. And then in Proverbs, it says this in Proverbs 9.9, instruct the wise and they will be even wiser. Teach the righteous and they will learn even more. Do we have that heart and desire? Are we humble to receive God's word? Are we willing to learn more? Or are you good and content with what you've already learned? Are you good with just reading it once through, and now you know what the Bible says? But our heart should long for God's word. We should long to be taught by him. And what is the outcome of being taught by God? In Psalm 1, Three, I got to share this passage with the kids in chapel, the homeschool co-op group on Friday. It says this in Psalm 1, But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. So what is the outcome of God teaching us? Well, you're planted like a tree, you're not like a little weed, as one of the kids says, weeds just fly out so easily, you know? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. But a tree has roots, 
And when you're getting taught, when you have that teachable spirit, God is going to grow you into this solid tree, and you'll be planted by living water. Well, who's the living water? It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to continue to feed you, and you are going to be grounded. And when the the trials and the winds and the storms come, guess what's not going to happen to you? You're not going to get uprooted because you have a strong foundation of God's Word. Joshua heard that same blessing of being taught and having a teachable spirit straight from the mouth of God. God said this in Joshua 1. He says, only be strong and very courageous. Note this is God speaking to Joshua. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe and do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn away from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 8, he says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. What is the outcome of being taught by God? Good success and being prosperous. Not financially, but within your soul. <laughs> And so here is a straight benefit of being taught by God and having a teachable spirit. If you're prideful and you don't want to be taught, you're going to miss out on this blessing. The outcome of a teachable spirit, you are planted, you will produce fruit, and you will prosper and have good success. Who will teach you? Well, God will teach you. But Jesus answered this question. In John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance of all things that I've said to you. This day and age, we don't have Jesus physically with us, but we do have the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God will guide you into all truth. But how many of us ask the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, God's character to teach us? We need him. Because we don't understand without him. If you are understanding without him, then you're understanding in your flesh. And that's going to result in nothing except for pride. But the Holy Spirit teaching you is going to grow you and plant you. And you will have good success for the kingdom of God because it's God who's teaching you. I don't need man to teach me. I need God to teach me. To be teachable, you must have humility. Again, humility plays a part into being a disciple. You must be humble. Is the Spirit of God teaching you? Is the Holy Spirit teaching you? Are you allowing Him to teach you? Or even do you even want Him to teach you? I pray that you do. I pray that you do. Continuing on in verse 41 through 42, we see our next quality. It says, then, as Andrew and the other disciple were with Jesus, we now pick up in verse 41. He says, he, meaning Andrew, first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now when Jesus looked at him, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. So here Andrew has gone out and found his brother. Remember I said his brother was Peter, but his name was uh, Simon. 
But later on, it was changed to Peter. And so he goes and he finds Peter and he tells him, hey, we have found the Messiah. We have found the Christ. Then Andrew physically takes his brother to Jesus. Now, please note that verses 41 and 42, they have come after the 40 days. Because in the other three Gospels, as I earlier mentioned, was led by the Holy Spirit out into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. And so in this time, Andrew must have been talking all about his encounter with Jesus that day. And so as they were together, they were just sharing, which is truly amazing because we were talking about this yesterday in men's Bible study. And I told one of the brothers, I'm like, yeah, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. A little bit about the discipleship of Andrew and Peter and how Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. But as the Gospel of Matthew says in chapter 4, that Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. So we know that this had to have taken place. This conversation had to have been after the 40 days because there's no other way that Andrew could bring Peter to Jesus during that time of out in the wilderness. Now, Jesus is walking by, you guys. So now he's back, he's walking by, and as Andrew and Peter were talking, Jesus is walking by. If you look in the other Gospels, then Jesus comes to them and calls out to them, hey, come follow me, right? And they leave their nets immediately and come follow Jesus. Well, as they were doing that, Andrew tells his brother about Jesus beforehand, then they must have seen, this is just my, my interpretation of it, they must have seen Jesus walking by and then hearing him out and saying, hey, this is the guy. And then physically taking Peter over to Jesus so that he could see him. And then Jesus says, you are Simon, the son of Jonah, and you shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. See, the amazing thing about a disciple is a disciple tells others about his or her teacher and then takes others to the teacher. That's exactly what Andrew did. He was telling about Jesus. He was telling about the one who he followed for that day. He was telling them about that, saying that we have found the Christ. And then he didn't stop there. He physically took him over to Jesus. That is a disciple, one who takes them to the teacher. Are you telling others about Jesus? Are you telling others about Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Christ, the one who takes away the sins of the world? And then, going a step further, are you bringing people to Jesus? And I was thinking about this, you guys. And it's been, I was trying to think of the last time I invited somebody to church. And I've got the privilege of the pastor of the church. When's the last time I invited somebody to the church? It's been a long time. When's the last time you invited somebody to church? When's the last time you asked somebody to come and hear God's word? And so as I was thinking about this, I, I want to throw a challenge out to us. It's like this coming week, invite somebody to church. Invite somebody to come to receive God's word, to receive uh, the knowledge of the Lord through the Bible. Invite them to women's Bible study. Why do we have to be quiet about it? A disciple is one who tells about their teacher and then invites them to come learn and meet the teacher. Yes, we don't have Jesus here physically, but we have him through the Holy Spirit and through his word. 
And so we can bring people to Jesus Christ. Because Jesus commands us to do this, you guys. In Matthew 28, 19-20, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, teaching them all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of age. Jesus wants us to do this. As a disciple of Christ, this is what we are supposed to be doing. Is telling people about Jesus, bringing them to Jesus. Going a step deeper, though, how many of us believers tell each other about the Holy Spirit and what he brings? Do we leave that part of God out? I hope not. How we can tell each other how the fire of the Holy Spirit, how he brings you into boldness, and how he gives you the gifts, and how he gives you just these amazing attributes of God. How many of us tell witness of the Holy Spirit to one another? No, they might get offended. It's not the thought process that should be going through our hearts. A disciple must be willing to share and take others to their teacher. Is that you? Finally, wrapping up our last section, verses 43 through 51, we see this. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him, whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Verse 46, And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Yeah. Philip said to him, come and see. I think that's a great response. Come and see. Verse 47, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, or toward him, and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? And Jesus answered said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So here, our last section is, is that you got to have faith. A disciple has to have faith. So we see Jesus wanting to go to Galilee. He sees Philip. He says, Philip, follow me. And Philip gets up and follows. And Philip, we're told, was from the same city as Peter and Andrew. And then Philip then goes and tells Nathaniel, again being a disciple, telling them about Jesus. Telling them, telling Nathaniel, come, we found him. We found him. He's out of Nazareth. And Philip says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Man, Nathaniel didn't get it there at that point. But yes, there is something great that came out of Nazareth. It was Jesus Christ. So then he tells Nathaniel, and despite his prejudice, he went with Philip. Despite his prejudice towards the people of Nazareth, he still went and went to see. And so then Jesus sees Nathaniel and points out that he has a good character. Behold, right? An Israelite that has no deceit. He points out the good in Nathaniel. Even after, after saying a stupid comment like that, God points out the good, and God points out the good in you. That's awesome. So Nathaniel asks, how do you know me, Jesus? How do you know me? 
And Jesus responds with a rabbi term. He responds with a rabbi term, a teacher. He's saying, I saw you under a fig tree. And rabbis in this time would say that to their students who would be studying and meditating on the Lord. And so Jesus knew this man's heart. He knew that he was a man that was just focusing on the Lord and God and his ways. Nathaniel was a man who sought the Lord. And so then Nathaniel gets all pumped up that Jesus knows him. And he's like, man, this is awesome, you know. You are the Son of God. He's all pumped. And Jesus is just like, if this tickles your heart, wait till you see what's going to come. You know, you're going to be blown away. You're going to see the angels from heaven ascending and descending, which would go along with Genesis 28, 12, of how Jacob saw the angels of heaven coming down and forth uh, from heaven to earth. Nathaniel would see that Jesus Christ is the mediator between God and man. That's powerful. But both of these guys, Philip and Nathaniel, had faith in G- to follow Jesus. So as a disciple, a disciple has faith in their teacher. They have faith in the one who they are following. It's by our faith in Jesus Christ that we become a disciple. It's by our faith, not by our works, by our faith that we become a disciple of Jesus. Paul asks us a question in Galatians 3. He says, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by hearing of faith? Not by works, but by hearing of faith. Ephesians 2.8 tells us, For grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Again, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you must have faith in him. Well, how do you become a disciple? Again, have faith. Jesus said, And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me, he cannot be my disciple. Got to have faith. <laughs> got to believe. To become a disciple of Jesus, one must be willing to deny his own flesh to follow Jesus Christ. Again, a common theme throughout the word today, humility. If you want to be a disciple of Jesus, one to follow him, you've got to be humble, and you've got to look to him to be your master. Are you looking to Jesus as your master this morning? Is he the one who is the Lord of your life? Is he truly the king of kings in your life? And the only way to accomplish that, to be a disciple, is putting your faith in who Jesus is, buying into who Jesus is, just saying, I believe that you are the Son of God. And maybe it's just by saying that he cares for you and hearing that word from him, that Jesus loves you. Maybe that's, you are the Son of God. You're going to see a lot better things to come. Because yes, God's love is powerful, but he's going to use you and transform you. And you are going to see things that you have never seen before because you have faith in Jesus Christ. Which means someday you'll be in the presence of God. Huge. So we've looked at the qualities of a disciple. Number one, a disciple has ears to hear. Those ears lead them to action. Number two, a disciple is teachable. Number three, a disciple is willing to tell others and to take others to their teacher. And number four, a disciple has faith and believes in their teacher. So this morning, who are you a disciple of? We all follow something or someone. 
I pray that you are following Jesus Christ. Are you following Jesus? If not, though, you guys, Jesus wants you to follow him because he loves you and he cares for you. That's all the time we have for today on Grace to the Hearers. Thank you for joining us for our verse-by-verse study through the book of John. Pastor Eric Kluth will continue this series on the next edition of Grace to the Hearers. But right now, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message free of charge. Just send us an email at info at gracetothehearers.com. That's info at gracetothehearers.com. Be sure to mention today's date. We'd also like to invite you to learn more about Grace to the Hearers by visiting our website at gracetothehearers.com. You'll discover Pastor Eric's heart for this ministry and also find out about more places you can listen to sound, biblical teachings like this one. There are also resources available to enhance your own time studying the Word of God. That's all at gracetothehearers.com. While we are so blessed to be able to share God's Word with you, we hope that it's not your only source of spiritual nourishment. The Bible reminds us frequently of the importance of a church community, and we also encourage you to find a church family to support you in your walk with Jesus. If you happen to be in the Coolidge area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m., and you'll find our location information and directions at our website, gracetothehearers.com. We do hope you've been blessed by Pastor Eric's message today from the book of John. Join us again as we continue to look deeper into the Word, right here on Grace to the Hearers.